the power that comes with your words to deliver the promise, to heal the sick, to save the lost. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So I, I asked us a question. What do you do when God sits in So when God sits in the title of my family, how can I do that this? Where you pray, you give it, you say to the Lord. And if you can very intense with the Lord, but things don't just seem to move. It feels like God has forsaken me. How many have been there? I've been there personally. Several times, if I say I've never been to the place where God sits silent, I'll be alive. <laughs> but beloved says the deepest level of worship is worshiping God when it makes no sense. The deepest level of worship is worshiping God in your brokenness. I always say if you want to worship God and be set to keep based on head knowledge, it will be very difficult for you. When we are passing through trials, when we are being tempted, when we are suffering, we should learn to surrender. We should say to God, I love you, in spite of what happened. Because even friendships and relationships, they are just said when there is a barrier, when there is some form of distance, when there is silence. Have you noticed that there were people that you thought were your best friends just because you were in the same class? Maybe you were working in the same place, you were doing the same business, and just maybe staying in the same neighborhood. The moment they moved, that's when your friendship or your relationship was tested, not so. So even in your relationship with God, I want to be very, very honest with you. You will not always feel His presence. But that does not mean God is not present. <laughs> David, a man after God's own heart, this is a man that I feel he has a rich relationship with God in the Old Testament than any other man. This was a man that experienced many victories, a man that worships and praised God. And yet, in Psalm 10, verse 1, in fact, in many scriptures, the Lord is never complete. Psalm 10, verse 1, he said, Lord, why are you standing very far from me? Why do you hide when I need you the most? That is from the living Bible. Why do you stand very far when I need you the most? Why do you hide? And in Psalm 22 verse 1, we know this is where the Sabbath said, My God, my God, why are you forsaken? 
Why have you forsaken me? Why do you choose to, to remain silent? Why do you choose to remain so distant? Why do you ignore my cries for help? And in Psalms 43 verse 2, it said, Why have you abandoned me? This, is, this was the man after God for him. He felt God abandoned him. Now let, 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 let me tell you one thing. God didn't really abandon or leave them. Gideon. And the same truth applies to the that God doesn't believe in that. You can't see this phrase, but that doesn't mean God has left us. This is God that is reliable and faithful. If we say God is faithful, So, that's synonym for the word faith is dependable. So, if you talk about the faithfulness of God, you're talking about independence. You can depend on God. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, Hebrews 13, verse 5, you'll find this is where God promised neither will I be in the So, what? you do when God seems to be silent. Number one, don't depend on your emotions. Depend on God's assurance and integrity. Don't depend on your emotions. Depend on God's assurance, assurance and integrity. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, we are taught, this is God saying, I am the Lord, and I change God. In Acts 20, verse 19, we are taught, the Lord is not a man that should lie. He is not a son of man that should change his mind. I am the Lord, change God. So do not depend on your emotions, because your emotions are up today, they are down tomorrow. Feelings change, they come and go. So the concept that you always have to feel is present for you to know what is there is a lie. There are times when you don't need to wait for you to feel his presence so that you can pray. But you have to start praying to feel God has never promised, nowhere in the Bible, that you will always feel my presence. He's never. Never. In Isaiah 45 verse 15, in fact we are told, when the Lord led me to the scripture, my spirit shield us. I doubt the Lord deliberately chooses to hide. Yeah, he chooses to hide his from us deliberately sometimes. And you might you might be asking this afternoon, Pastor, why does God choose to hide sometimes? 
He wants us to learn to seek Him wholeheartedly with all our hearts. He wants us to learn to seek Him, to look for Him. God wants to see Him needed. <laughs> I'm telling you. God does not need. And that need can only be met when you seek it. Genesis. God is not looking for people who are looking for His hand alone. He's looking for people that will seek His face. When I talk about seeking His hand, I'm talking about just going for those things that God is able to give you. Not seeking God for who He is. Jeremiah 9 verse 13, this is what God said. I'll read from the Amplified. The Bible says, then he said, deep longing. Mm. Then he said, deep longing. You will seek me and require me as a valid message. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. You can imagine, with a deep longing. You will seek me and you will require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Matthew chapter 7, 7 to 8. The scripture that we, we common call. Seek and you will find. The last one from the Amplified. The Bible says, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Know and keep on knowing. It is not that ask. And keep on asking that we see. It is those that know that keep on knocking that have the door open for them. But the day of the market, we want to pray one, we want to seek God one. When we want see the results of what lady was from Gibbon. So this is what God wants. He hides sometimes because he wants us to seek him with all our hearts. He seems near, but I mean, he seems very far, but he's near. God wants us to seek him with all our hearts, not just once. Not because of what we want from him, but because of who he is. He wants to have a relationship with us that is intimate. The kind of relationship that is not very material stuff. Even in the life of Job, the role. Job 23. Now, I'll speak of Job 23 in the process. You will agree with me that if you start in Job chapter 1, we are informed that Job was the righteous man. He pleased God. Job didn't face whatever he faced because he sinned. The Bible actually tells us in chapter 1 and chapter 2 that. In all these things, Job never sinned against God. Job 22, verse 8 to 10. This is what Job, a righteous man, a righteous man said. But if I go to the east, he is not there. Imagine this is someone that was looking for God. I go to the east, he is not there. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he is at west to the north, I do not see him. When it turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. 
But you know the way that I take when he has tested me, I will come to and God. When he has tested me, I will come out as sure and God. So you are able to see that God hides to test our bodies. He wants to see if you, you really love him. Not that he's not there, he's there. If you're going to call on the name of the Lord of Sunday, you want to see if you can call on the name of Sunday. You want to see if you can call on the name of Tuesday, when you defend the strike. If you still remain silent, you want to keep on calling on his name. It's a normal part of life. As it contributes to the testing and development of our faith. It might sometimes be painful, it might be confusing, but it is absolutely vital for the development of our faith. We need to be tested. Because nothing tested can be trusted. You can imagine, as righteous as Job was, says, I go to the west, north, south, so when God seems distant, you may feel that maybe he's upset with you. Maybe he's disciplining you because of the sin you committed, but let me tell you what it is. So many times we don't feel God's presence is not even affected by the sin in our lives. It is because God is testing our loyalty. It is a test of our faith that we, we must all faith in this life. I have a question for you this afternoon. When you continue to hold on to God, will you continue to love God when He seems to be silent? Even when you sense like He is not present, or there is no visible evidence of God working in your life. What do you do when God seems to be silent? When it feels dry and yet it feels lonely? Number two, it is faith that Jesus God not emotional. I'm still re emphasizing. Do not depend on the emotions. For it is faith that pleases God, not emotions. Your tears will not move God if your heart is not connected to God. There are people that cry under the influence of our sometimes when they are crying, God the question is why are you crying? <laughs> are you connected to God? So in faith that pleases God, not emotion. So the only presence of God and the manifestation of God's presence are two different things. If we say God is omnipresent, we are saying God is where? Everywhere. Now the manifestation of God's presence may depend on 
where they diffuse their own heart. So you read the manifest presence. We say God manifested because they are This is the God's People felt his presence. Now, the other one is the truth that God is going to be present is everywhere. God is here. Whether he is living or not here, that's the truth of the present. But the manifest presence of God is dependent on whether he is living or not. That is what has led many people astray. So no matter what's happening, no matter where you are, always remember that God is there. Whether you feel Him or not, He is there. Because His presence is too proper to be limited to what you feel, to be limited to emotions. Yes, God wants us to feel and experience His presence. But that should not affect our relationship with Him. Are we clear on that one? He is there. I always say, if you discover that you are no longer where you should be with God, you should ask yourself the question, who moves? Because God doesn't move. He says, I will always be there. So meaning, if God says, I will always be here with you, and you discover you are far from him, it means you are the one that moves. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. The Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe. Media, what's happening? Okay, if it's not possible, please better tell me so so that we can record it offline and post it. Okay? Oh, sorry about that. Hebrews 11, the Bible says, For without faith it is possible to please God. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He can reward those who diligently or earnestly seek him. It's not talking about those that seek God their life. It's talking about those people that are seeking God with all their hearts. Without seeing it, it's possible. Not because you may not see it. But God is there. So the situation that will test your faith the most is when things fall apart. So number two I said it is faith that pleases God, not emotions. For without faith it is impossible to please God. This happened to a man called Job. On a single day, you can imagine he lost everything. 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 He lost his family. He lost his children. He lost his business. His health. 
But everything he owned. And you can imagine what was most discouraging in the life of John. I don't know about you, but according to the Bible, I have read the 37th chapter, God was silent. <laughs> so God on the shoulder is like my child. The But it doesn't mean God was not present in the life of John. So don't, don't depend on your emotions. The fact that you don't feel his presence doesn't mean God is not there. So how do you praise God when you don't understand what's happening when it hurts? When God seems to be silent, when you feel dry, you feel lonely, you feel disappointed, you feel neglected, you do what Job did. Job chapter 1, verse 20 and verse 21. The Bible tells that Job fell to the ground in worship. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. Okay, I'm not saying that's what you should say. Let's go to the next part. Then Job said, The Lord gave, but the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. So Job went on his He said, You know what? My father is not limited to the material things I want. Because God gave me and he has taken away. I came in this world with nothing and I will leave this world with nothing. May the name of the Lord be praised. So when it seems like God is silent, dreaded, says, what do you do? Go on your knees, praise the Lord. Job is a man that actually says, I know that I will give a Job chapter 19, verse 25 and 26. He says, For I know that I will give my peace, that in the end it will come true to my rescue. And in verse 26, he says, Even if my body has been eaten out of the way, even if I choose to see God. So, God did wait for his condition to come perfect. He did wait for him to get him. He prayed God right in the storm. Beloved said, I said yes, it is faith that he didn't go through emotions. Let me tell you this thing. Be like John. Tell God exactly what you feel. Okay? Paul! Give me your question. Because I always say faith is not a denial of fact and of Faith is believing a higher report. 
You're going to be like, look, don't ask me. Why am I this? You can imagine, he said, even if my fault is even after when even if I should see God, that's the case. So if he denies the fact that we are sort of God, we accepted that. But he chose the hand of God to see God in a negative situation. Complaining doesn't help when things are negative. It worsens the situation. What do you do? Feather when God sits beside it. When it feels dry, things are getting worse. Number three, be frank with God. Be open. Be frank with God. Be open and truthful. Because admitting your hopelessness to God can actually be a statement of faith. You can imagine in Psalms 116, verse 10, this is what David said. I believe, so I said, I am completely ruined. I'm hopeless, destroyed, or devastated. This might sound like a contradiction. You can imagine this is what David is the other person is saying, I trust. I trusted God. Though I feel moving, I feel like I'm being wiped out, but I trust God. So David believed in God. And he also believed God would listen to his prayer. Faith, he believed God would not would let him say what he felt and still love him. God is not upset with you when you are honest, when you are frank with you. He's not upset with you. It matters who you open up to when you are broken. You can imagine Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> the Bible says he got to a place where it felt the task for him was too much. He said, I can't bear this anymore. If it's possible, do what? Take it away. Take it away. But not what I want eventually be done. It goes back to the point I said, faith is not denial of fact on the ground. Faith is that needs to be Jesus So beloved sense, no matter what is happening, focus on who God is. He's unchanging nature. In a changing world, with changing circumstances, you need the unchanging God to make you. Remind yourself every day that God is there in your life. Remind yourself every day that God loves you. Remind yourself every day that God has got a good plan for you. Remind yourself every day that God hears your prayer. 
When my apostle said today that God heals your pain, he knows what you're going through. There is nothing that changes my suffering. It's never caught unaware. A certain man of God once said, never doubt in the dark what God's going to be in the light. No matter how dark it might seem, always encourage yourself there is light at the end of the tunnel. Always encourage yourself to say, my current condition is not my permanent conclusion. It may be like this today, but I know that the Redeemer is. Trust God to keep His promises. During times of spiritual dryness, you must patiently rely on the promises of God, not your emotions. Just know that when such things are happening, God is taking you to a higher level of spiritual maturity. Number four, what do you do when it seems like God is silent? Yes, I know you might feel abandoned. You might feel hopeless. But you know what I want you to do? Choose to worship and praise God. Choose to pray and worship God. Prayer and worship is not something you do after you come out of the situation. Prayer and worship is something you do before you get into a situation. Why do I in that situation? Because prayer and worship is something that will take you out of the situation. As we have said, right now we the book of Acts chapter 16, that Paul and Silas, they were praying, okay? And the understand that the context is this. They prayed and they got that prayed. And they got that prayed because she got that prayed. There was a place where prayer would not work. But there was a place where prayer and worship. You, you, you know, they say you can pray and worship, but you can never pray. Never. If you choose to pray God of the soul, He will not leave you want to choose So even if God never did anything for you, He deserves to be worshipped and to be praised because He said His only important son and That's the fact that is the ultimate purpose for our praise and worship of God. That He loved us before we loved Him. He loved us even in our sin. Don't also forget the ultimate reason why God created you and me. I died on the 7th of 21. I died on the 7th of 21. God said, my people whom I created for my glory, whom I created to proclaim my praise. So you and I were created to glory to God, to worship and to praise God. That's our ultimate purpose. You praise God with your life. But many other times we forget what Jesus went through for you and I to said. We don't focus on what is going on wrong in our lives. We focus on what is not going When God offloaded Jesus, the treasure of heaven, to save you and I, for the fact that you're still alive, that's reason enough for you to praise God. The Son of God was stripped naked 
He was beaten to a point where he became unrecognizable. Do you know that? Go ask that the Pharisees. Even Isaac, to Isaac, to speak to us that when Jesus was beaten, his beauty could not be seen. He was beaten to the point where he could not be recognized for you and I. He was insulted while he was on the cross. People began to mock him, saying, If you are not well, you should tell yourself. Now he was receiving God's advice. Not because he wanted. But of course, he had a deep love for someone. Not only that, they put a crown with thorns on his head. And they, 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 they were spitting on him. And now, on top of that, they, they forced him to carry that cross on him. He came to the point where it was too much, he could not carry it anymore. He was on a mission, he was on a mission. Follow me. And he was fighting against the cross. He was crucified and he was led to die slowly. He died a very painful death. He cried. Now, as Jesus took all of mankind's sin and guilt on himself, God looked away from that ugly sight. And this is where Jesus now fulfills. wanted he could have saved himself but if Jesus saved himself it means someone was not going to be saved so he could not save himself because he came to save you and I you can ask why did God allow his son to die in such a he wanted to save you and I Number five, what do you do when God wants to be silent? Replace condemnation with confidence. Replace condemnation with confidence. I have, I have come to discover that for most people, it's not that God is silent. It's because the devil and sin are too loud in their lives. So God is speaking. But because they have allowed the voice of condemnation to speak, it seems like God is not speaking. Have you observed that as human beings, our confidence levels rise and they fall from this day? Sometimes you wake up, your confidence is hyper. <laughs> the other day you wake up, you feel very low. It's because of what we tell ourselves.
First John chapter 3 verse 21, the Bible says, If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So a lack of confidence, most of the time, is because of the self-condemnation on the inside. First John chapter 3 verse 21. So a lack of confidence is because there is something that is the top of the inside. Now, when we face hurts, disappointments, we get to a place where we condemn ourselves. You might be asking, Pastor, what causes self-condemnation? Number one, and confessed sin and unresolved and confess here and resolve guilt. Remember there was a time that David was whenever I come to pray and he is always before me. Proverbs 28 verse 13, the Bible says that he that confesses their sin will find mercy. He that conceals, he that hides their sin will be destroyed. So you are able to see that what I say, what facilitates self-condemnation in the lives of many people is unconfessed sin. When there is the, the kind of sin that you are holding on to, you are going to be condemned. Psalm 2 verse 3, this is what David said, When I refused to confess my sin, my body was wasting away. I cried all day. So, condemnation comes as a result of what's confessing You feel like you're aware. You feel like you can't pray. God can't answer your prayers because there is unresolved sin in your life. Number two, what causes self-condemnation is when we have unrealistic expectations. You are too hard on yourself. It's because you've, you've taught yourself at the age of 25, I have to make sure that I've got this, this, and that. Okay, how many have been there? Then when you go to the world, you need to forget yourself. Because for you, your success is tied to the unrealistic expectations that you set around your life. Ah, at the end of this year, I need to make such money. You discover you're not even made half. You begin to condemn yourself. I'm useless. I'll never amount anywhere. So, unrealistic expectations can also be referred to as perfectionism. The very uh, perfectionists, these are people that want everything to be perfect. We are human. We must leave room for error. Failure does not mean you have failed. I learned one thing that the word fail sometimes might mean first attempt in life. You move on. So, if you got that, then you must be excited from the inside. So a lot of people condemn themselves because of two reasons I've given you. Number one, it's because of unconfessed sin. Number two, it's because of unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves. 
No, by the time I'm sacrificed, I must do this and that. It's not enough. Some of you, by the time you were in primary school or high school, you taught yourself to say, by the time I'm done with school, I need to do this and that. And because you've not done what you planned, you feel you're useless. There are people I know that have got programs and they don't seem to be naturally successful. And there are people that I know that have not even done special education that set from high school. They got a job and they are now employed in graduate. What's my point? We've got different paths in this life. Don't compare chapter 2 with someone chapter 3. Don't get frustrated. So many people condemn themselves because Marissa is a nice one. If I'm not married at this, this age, it means I'm not serious. No! There are some people married at age and they left that marriage age. Are we clear on that one? There are some people that relate to marriage, they marry as they say. That we are and we are still there. What's my point? Never measure your life in the eyes of what society has put in your mind. Never measure your life in the eyes of what you watch on television or what you watch on TV. That is asking. That's why it's called asking. They have to find God to ask you. They, they, they actually even look for good apartments, good houses where they ask for. They don't even say good houses. Even when you watch the Nigerian movies, American movies, they ask from hotels and they show you those at their homes. And when you look at your life, you think, I say in the one house, you think you've not met stop condemning yourself. The Bible says in Psalms 119 verse 96, Even perfection has limits, but God's command has got no limits. Even perfection has got limits. So we think in life never look for perfection. Strive to do the will of God. Jesus said, the success, what did he say? He said, success does not lie in the abundance so what he was saying was that you should not tie your happiness to what you have. As long as you have God, you've got everything. There are a lot of people I know. My wife is my wife. A lot of people I know. You, you know, the money they have is a prayer point they have. Not if I can get there. But they are also looking for the happiness they have. yourself because of material stuff. Your family is determined by who you carry on So God is never silent. It's never. The problem is, in many people's lives, God seems to be silent because Satan is so loud. Oh. You don't even want to You are useless. 
Your family is scared. The shape of that will come from your weakness is not the same. Have you observed? It makes you focus on what is not happening, not what is happening. The shape of this allows you to spend for the little victory. You will allow you to complain because of the battle. Let me tell you one thing. The devil will cause you to believe. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. You will not allow you to go to the Bible says, for we are all sinned and we are fallen short of the glory of God. That's very true. But verse 24, let me show you. It says, yet now God declares us not guilty. Of offending him, we put trust in Jesus. Pray 
So when we come to God, He wraps us in His love. Number seven, when God seems silent, mind your language. Eliminate any form of negative talk. God is silent. Why are you talking? Okay, so now let's take it. Uh, for instance, Pastor um, Adam, you can stand there. Stand here and face me. You are on the other side of the road, and I'm this side. You are talking to me, you are this side. For me to get what you are saying, I need to draw the person to you. Okay? For what you and now the Bible says, you know, I'm sure we, we, we are aware that most of the times God speaks, but God is not talking to Because three quarters of what God is supposed to say to our life is already spoken in His word. Okay? So now, if we believe that God speaks in a small, few voice, what do we do? We need to come to the point where we are silent and listen. Sometimes we talk too much, that's why we can't hear God. Shut up. The book of Psalms tells us that this is God. He says, Be still and know that I am God. Yeah. So sometimes when you're going to a you get your Bible. Say, God, I'm here not to ask for anything. I want to hear you. For me, most of the times I will pray. I will pray. I discover that in no time I run out of words. I will just go silent and I will be still. I will be laying prostrate in his presence. I want God to speak. Sometimes some of you thought that you can't hear God's voice. You are noise maker in his presence. You are always talking. <laughs> Have you observed that? Let me give you a question. Um, okay, so let's be talking. Ah, so, what's that? I will not be asking you, I want you to be telling me how to find this thing, how to uh, so that's that. My father is okay, things are okay. Yeah, so, uh, next week, you're going to do this. You know? Okay. Yeah, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. you to Negative talk, be silent. Be in his presence. Listen, he speaks. Elijah was there like firepower, he was not there. There was everything, he was not there. Sometimes we are always looking for God to shout. Pressure, God, and God. You all want to Why do I say, let me just 
quiet is because sometimes we are always talking to ourselves. That's the problem. Yeah. Study shows that we are always talking to ourselves even right now. Do you know how many words we speak to ourselves per minute? One to two hundred words per minute. In a day, an average human being, women speak about twelve thousand words. Men speak about twenty-four thousand words. I mean, women speak twenty-four. Men twelve. So women is times two. You know, women even when they are sleeping, they will tell a chicken, "What is wrong with you?" You know what I'm talking about. That is why you can be listening to me now and you're talking to yourself, planning your next event. So meaning, the mind can listen to about 500 to 600 words a minute. So the reason why there is a lot of distortion and chaos in your life is because you listen to too many things at a go. I always say if you want to hear the voice of God, learn to sit down from the world. There is no way you can hear God's voice. You go to God's meeting and they invite you to the to come and perform. How can we hear the voice of God? We are inviting, through intercession, we are inviting the presence of God. Through that performance, we are chasing the presence of God. We can never hear the voice of God if we are too loud. So now, in fact, the conversation we have with ourselves is at a rate of about 1,300 words per minute. Why? You can ask why and how. It's because our minds see in pictures. Job, in Job chapter 9 verse 20, he said, everything I say seems to condemn me. There was a point it became negative. No matter what's happening. I want you to come to a point where, how do you overcome self-condemnation, negative talk? By applying the law of replacement. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, from the living Bible, the Bible says, fix your thoughts on what is true and right. Think about all you can thank God for and be glad about. So when you are sad, think about what makes you happy. I'm telling you the truth. When you are happy, think about what makes you happy. Because hopelessness has a tendency of bringing hopeless thoughts and releasing hopeless thoughts. That's the reason why a lot of people commit suicide because they have become hopeless. I listened to a man who said, You are starting why Christians commit suicide. He said, It's because of the messages we preach to them. We are told that when you come to Christ, you are going to be like this. When you come to Christ, you are going to be married in a minute. And now, the moment they don't see that happening, they feel God is not there. They get frustrated. So let's not preach materials, let's preach Christ. Because when you have Jesus, you've got joy. He says, the way that I speak to you, they are spirit. They are like God. Hallelujah. 
So in other words, don't think about your weaknesses. Don't think about what people say. Think about what God needs. Above all else, beloved saints, guard your heart for everything you do flows from your heart. Acts chapter 17, verse 27, talks about the children of Israel. How they saw, um, they were facing disappointment after disappointment. It felt like God was away, far from them. But there is something that I will tell you. You are there. The Bible says God did this so that they would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him. Though he is not far from any one of us. Imagine, the Bible says, though he is not far from any one of us. Right? So it's the same God that is in the heart. So we can seek him with all our hearts. My pastor, thank you. Thank you. And the Bible tells us to say, if every father know how to give good gifts to their children, what to do with their children. But I'm here to remind you that God is not far from you, God is not silent. If there is a silence, God is speaking. Are you feeling hurt? Are you broken? Psalm 24 to 18. The scripture I have for you, the Bible says, the Lord is close to the broken heart. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. God is never too busy for you. He wants to hear from you. Are you ready to call him? I know sometimes we have grown up in a home where our parents are to be. Maybe sometimes some of us grow up in homes where our parents would leave home in the morning and you see them in the night. Sometimes you see them during the day before the weekend. Sometimes they come home, they are working. Sometimes they are home, some of our parents are busy watching TV. Some of our parents are busy on phone, like our current crop of parents. I'm on Facebook and my son is on attention. By the time of attention, we are used, but that's not how God is. I want you to know, but God is always there. He's never silent. I want us to be understanding. I I 